This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, and is that time once again? We're hitting the books alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Ganish. Zach Phillips behind the controls, as always, producing. I am merely Brad Powers. Before we talk the upcoming bowl games for Friday, Saturday, yes, there are bowl games this upcoming week. We'll talk the biggest line moves. We'll talk, we'll revisit even our best bets, which, you know. It looks like going to have some closing line value, to say the least, that we gave out last week. We'll see if there's any good bets on the board still as we do this. But before we get into that, let me remind you guys, hit the books on the Hammer Betting Network, is powered by Circus Sports. You can bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. It's Circus Sports. Experience big app limits with the highest betting limits, better money line splits with the lowest hold percentage, you got the best customer service and a whole hell of a lot more. It's sports betting on the go has never been better. Now you can download fun and bet like a pro from anywhere in Nevada. Get your new bucky today at circusports.com. Kanish, as always, before we talk college football, the hottest team in the land is not in college football. It oh. is in Southeast Michigan, your Detroit Lions Playoff contenders? Legitimate? I mean, I'm seeing a lot of people bet. You know, Lions futures are the hottest commodity out there in the market right now. I, I know you were looking around last night. You know, where where can I get the the, the best Lions Super Bowl, Lions NFC future? <laughs> uh, just a uh, an incredible run of form here. Uh, I'd love to see them get in just for just for fun's sake. You know, I, I don't think they can you know make it. They might. Ha- I don't know. You know. Can they win out? And that's probably a little bit too tall of a task. Hopefully, I'm, I know Mike White said he was okay. Hopefully, we see uh, old man Joe Flacco. You know, so give Mike White, you know, one shot in the ribs here this weekend. You can put Joe Flacco in the game, then we'll be in business. But uh, yeah, fun to see here. I just wish for my own personal sanity that they would have not blown the game against Minnesota earlier in the season on the last drive so that we could really have a sweat here down the stretch. But, yeah, it'd be fun to see him get in. But at least, uh, you know, hey, we're playing some some real ball here, uh, you know. And, and... Uh, the the company founder, uh, Mr. Fraudzola here, if, if you check my timeline, a couple of off-season yeah. quotes that, oh, the Lions team, I'm so contrarian, I'm so sharp here, yeah, everybody, <laughs> I, I, they're, they're going way under, and they're in the hunt with four weeks to go hottest team in the league, so uh, yeah, I, I you know, hey. At least uh, the, it looks like the the regular season bet, wins bets are going to cash, which which at one point looked very well. It was not looking yeah. very good. Yeah, Rob looked very smart about five six weeks ago. Uh, last six weeks, not, not not so much. This is a college football show. Uh, I, I we don't have much to talk about from last weekend like we normally top off the show. I will say this: we did have you know some FCS games. We had the Army Navy game. Did you have anything significant on the line this past Saturday before we talk this upcoming week's games? Well, it's a couple of, I mean, Joey K had, a, had, a, had a, you know, like, it, there was only two. I, I wish it was, there could have been 30 games because if I run this good normally, then then I would have been, you know, like, quite, Saint, South Dakota State had some, they cover on the last play of the game on fourth down and eight. They don't yeah. even need to, like, do it, but they throw a touchdown. Uh, and then, just because I think it was the only game on, and I don't really like watching triple option football, I invested a little bit more than normally here in the Army-Navy game, took some second half over, took some Army pregame, so, hey, it, it all worked out. It was a great Saturday. Uh, just wish there could have been a few more games, so uh, how about yourself? Yeah, it ended up working out on Saturday. I got a little fortunate uh, on a few games. It actually started the night before. Uh, I took a little North Dakota State. And had to sweat it out. I couldn't believe I had to sweat it out in the last play of the game. It was fortunate Sanford didn't backdoor me. So that started off the weekend good. 
Um, I was fortunate not to get too heavily involved in the South Dakota State Holy Cross game. I thought Holy Cross clearly was the right side there. No doubt. Uh, I thought they I were going to win that in the third quarter. I was like, are they going to win this outright? Yeah. Like, they look like the better team for two and a half quarters. I don't know if you know this, Kanish, but Bob Chesney, the coach for Holy Cross, <laughs> won't be at Holy Cross much longer. Listen, you know that? So I, I got some Kanishi moles talking down here that he's going to be a hot commodity in the coaching market. So, uh, listen, I, I'd be on the lookout there. And I saw best game of the weekend, Sac State, uh, Incarnate. Yep. What? I was up till 2 a.m. because there are 800 points in that game. Uh, that that was, uh, and, you know, Sac State coach gets the, uh, the Stanford job there. What would you think about that one? I think it's a good hire. I just think that the guy's got a lot of work ahead of him. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I mean... Check out the transfer portal. I know the transfer portal, the focus is on the teams that are going to be playing in the bowl season. But, I mean, my goodness, Stanford lost 15 guys. And I'm here to tell you, it's pretty hard to welcome in 15 transfers at a place like Stanford. So they lost most of the recruiting class decommitted uh, and losing a bunch of transfers. I mean, right now, I mean, we're, we're a long ways away, but Stanford could be the, the worst power five team in the country this upcoming season. No, for sure. Because normally, you know, like these FCS coaches go up to FBS and then now with the new route, you can basically bring the team with you. Like uh, Western Kentucky did with, you know, Bailey Zappi. And then all of a sudden in one year, they're winning the conference because they just brought the whole team over from Houston Baptist. At Stanford, uh, I don't think the credits from Sac State to Stanford are gonna they're gonna do you much good good there. They might do as good much good as my community college credits that transfer to Stanford. So uh, yeah, I don't know if he'll be able to pull off that uh, that that similar uh, that vein here that a lot of coaches. Um, you've kind of seen that that you know that methodology work out. I uh, don't think it's gonna work this time. So it might be a little bit longer rebuild there. It is. And there is a rebuild because, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, David Shaw resigned. Uh, He hadn't been doing well the last couple of years. So uh, long road to go there, but it's a decent hire. I'm not sure, you know, how many people really wanted the job. I'm not sure that there was many. So there is that. I did bet Incarnate Word. I forgot about that one. Thank you for reminding me on that one. I'm not sure that Incarnate Word was the right side, though, in that game. Uh, Sac State was minus four in turnovers and still only lost the game by three. Let's talk, you know, Army-Navy was good for me real quick. Uh, I under win total for Navy. I bet the over for some stupid reason. Uh, that looked like a surefire loser. I did, Somehow I got fortunate there, so that was at least good. Uh, but now let's move on to the bowl season because we do have bowl games starting Friday, believe it or not, with the Bahamas Bowl. You know, for me on the West Coast, I mean, Friday morning game uh, kicks off. What let me ask you this though, has there been anything you know? We'll get into this. I mean, today has been unbelievable in the transfer portal. You thought that was all done for the last week, but no, not so much. Is there anything really catching your eye Friday and Saturday before we go uh, through you know on a game by game basis? Uh, you know, well, I mean, as you said, you know, like last last week during the show, we're like, all right, by this week, you know, everything that's, you know, in the portal should be pretty fine. Everybody that's in there kind of going to jump in there. No, no, apparently not. Like, Still got, you know, Grayson McGall jumping in, then he's playing, and the market's moving six points oh in either direction God. in about 10 minutes. So, yeah, that, uh, you know, still, it's still, the portal, uh, it, it doesn't, it's not boring. Um I played an early UAB number uh, on Friday for you know small small change there. Um, don't have a have a strong opinion at current. The one I, I'm I'm very excited to watch. We talked about it on Friday show. I'm very excited for the uh, the Troy UTSA game. Not a game that we've had a lot of opt outs. Think both teams will be motivated going full go. But I don't have I don't have a strong opinion on the side. I did play a little under there uh, at 54 and a half. But I just, I, I mean, I think the number's about right. You got anything on this, Troy? It's one I'm excited to watch. Just don't have a bet on. Yeah, so Friday, I lean a little bit over in the Bahamas Bowl. Got to check the weather there. Looks like it might rain. I'm not sure it's going to be too windy. I think UAB's going to get after Miami, Ohio in their run game a little bit. But, I mean, it's a relatively low total. I'm not sure. You got an interim coach. Miami's probably a little bit more set. Gabbert's in the portal. Then he's out of the portal. I mean, we're seeing a lot of stuff like that. Although, obviously, Smith's going to play yeah, for them. I think he shopped around, and uh, there yeah, was about, about the same amount of offers as I had for uh, yeah, yeah, Cameron. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, decided his best move was to was to head right back. You got hopefully a lot of kids wise up in that regard, uh, because effect the numbers speak for themselves. Now that we have a couple years of data, uh, you know, sample size. 
effectively half of these kids are ending their FBS careers by just by entering the portal. You're not going to find a home. You're not going to play FBS football ever again. So uh, <laughs> a lot of bad advice. I'm not blaming the kids. I'm not some grumpy 40 year old blaming all the kids these days. I mean, it's more the parenting uh, and people giving these kids advice or lack thereof or bad advice. Uh, Troy UTSA, I'm going to disagree with you. I kind of lean over. Not not a big bet for me. Yeah, I kind of lean over. Number one, I think Troy's offense finally got in gear a little bit later in the season. And maybe this speaks more to a Troy side here, but I think UTSA's defensive numbers were a little inflated. Keep in mind that they had like three straight weeks where they faced backup quarterbacks at the end of the season. Uh, that, that probably helped them out statistically when it's all said and done. But I – not enough of it where I want to go head to head and double down and get you a, a few C notes here, a bet on the, on the show here. But if you are that strong, man, maybe we should just for show purposes. Uh, you want 54 and a half? You, you bet under? I, to be, to be, I, 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 let me let me see if we got a stronger take here. Uh, you know, for head okay. head in the the, the the coming up here. As I don't, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to let my Sterling heater in the head to head. Yeah, it'll be put up to risk here. Uh, <laughs> on, on one of these, you know, on one of these crap totals. So let's keep rolling through it. All right, uh, we'll go keep it Friday. FCS. You know, I think it's a tough spot for Incarnate Word. Back to back long travel. Oh. Uh, I did. I wasn't overly impressed, even though they won outright last week, and I bet them. Wasn't overly impressed. I will say this on North Dakota State. They're dealing with some injuries, too. Their top three running yeah. backs are out. They were dropping like flies in that game, watching that game uh, last Friday night. Uh, I haven't gotten involved yet. Uh, 69 and a half on a North Dakota State game. I mean, pizza bet for me would be on under. I just – that's got to be the highest total in North Dakota State football history. <laughs> yeah, it's not your older brothers, North Dakota State. I'll tell you that. Like, they, they're they not, the, you know, they weren't as dominant. They've gotten a fantastic draw, which is probably going to see yeah, them get have. to the final and then everybody in North Dakota. But as you said, the injuries there, I don't like their quarterback, Cam Miller, a lot. Um, I don't either. Their defense isn't as elite as it's been in some years. So they're not, not that elite, you know, like nobody can beat us, North Dakota State. But... As you said, like, where they get out gained, you know, last week by 300 yards. Now you're going up. I just think the matchup when they can just get man-balled every, you know, every down here is tough. But as you said, like, I don't have a real, you know, strong opinion on this one as well. Um, so it's... Again, as you said, the total seems high, but again, you know, these incarnate totals have just been oh my God, totally yeah. flown. So, yeah, I got nothing on that one at the moment. Crestman asked me, uh, Brad, when you make a pizza bet, what type of pie do you get? It depends. I, I usually specify if it's a $5 hot and ready, Little Caesars, or if it's a take the family out uh, to dinner or afford a, a fancy joint. Uh, the UTSA Troy one's probably a little bit in between. It's probably a little bit of a step up from uh, the $5 hot and ready. Uh, it's just your normal pizza. So uh, $100 bucks for me. Uh, that's it. Uh, Steven Robinson in the chat. This is an inside joke. Name to keep an eye on in coaching circles. Bob Chesney won't be at all. That was a fun Twitter <laughs> a little exchange over the weekend. Uh, let's I, let's just jump right to the other FCS game, which is actually on Saturday. I, I mean, this is as good of a championship game. For, forget the semifinals. Montana State is really rocking and rolling. Uh, they get their you know All American running back who missed the entire regular season. He's back now for the playoffs. He ran all over. William and Mary last week. South Dakota State was not as good as the final, to say the least. I thought they were outplayed for the first 50 minutes. Somehow they still cover a near three touchdown spread. I'm anxious to hear what you got to say on this one because I this will be a stronger lean for me. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it, it's tough because if you look at you know the season, South Dakota State was the best rush defense like in the FCS throughout yep. the year, and then last week you've got the you know the the redheaded kid from QB from Holy Cross looking Luka like Tim kid. Tebow, just you yeah. know like yeah, just you know running over guys. So normally, and, and you think like some of this revenge spot from last year. Um, I'm I'm I don't have honestly I don't have a strong opinion here uh you know at, at six um I, I kind of lean you know like and even it's got bet down a little bit I probably leaned a little bit under but Montana State's another one where their totals have flown over all year so um yeah I don't I, I guess I you know it's a later in the year I don't have too strong of a take on this one I think you know I would have said obviously last week looking at it a little bit South Dakota State looked vulnerable yeah. but I don't want to overreact to one game too much as as normally, I think the matchup would be would be tougher for Montana State. Um, but uh, again, they they, they uh, Jack Rabbits looked vulnerable last week. So, what do you got on this? 
I'm going to leave Montana State. I don't think it's just an overreaction over the last week. I, I just think Montana State, go back through it the last three, four weeks. They might be the best team in the FCS, and you're going to give me six points. They, be, they should be confident they beat South Dakota State last year in the playoffs. Uh, if you're in the state of Nevada, uh, the win at seven right now, that, that's a pretty good bet. They, they won't close seven, in my opinion, unless there's an injury. So Montana State for me, plus uh, the six here. Uh, not a big bet, but I think we're the bet. Uh, I just – I, I'd expect it honestly to close in the four and a half range is where I expect it. So, uh, yeah, for most of the, I mean, I still have South Dakota State one in my power ratings. I'm just saying, if we're going off of the last four weeks, current form, I mean, especially getting, you know, a guy that was a 1600 yard rusher last year, didn't play with you all season. He comes back and he looks like he hasn't missed a beat. He had over 150 yards last week against William and Mary. I just think there might be some slight value on Montana State. Uh, chat. LJ Cook, uh, Brad, in the past, you've talked about live betting the bowl games. You know, I, I think it's, you know, we call it the MOT system. I think it's more of the same. I, I think it's just, you know, the, the rule there is I, I think it'll be evident uh, if a team's ready to play and they're going to show up or not. I mean, uh, I, the great example is that just last year, Nevada, uh, you know, and Western Michigan, the line moves 14 points. Doesn't matter. Oh, I don't want to take the, the worst of the number. And it's what, 31 to 7? in the second quarter uh so uh yeah i I just think it's more of the same i think it'll be evident pretty early for most of the games not all but generally speaking i think it's you know it's going to be apparent who wants to be there and who doesn't i mean sometimes it's all speculation for the most part you know pre-flop but when you can actually put it to the eye test and watch the game I mean, what's your thoughts on that, Kanish? Yeah, I think normally like a lot of my uh saturdays there's, there's so many games going so much action that i'm either you know like have too much going with betting in that to, and also, you know, trying to watch them that, that to, you know, get get involved with a ton of live. Um, where the bowl games, you're mostly getting them one at a time. So if anything, you know, I'll, I'll probably, I'm, I'm obviously watching them, getting them, you know, locked in there. So I'll do a little bit more live betting than normal. And and you kind of see when it's just one game, limits usually a bit higher. Almost every place has access. So um, you can more actually. More outs, more availability on for these sure, live for betting sure. games. And, and shop that around a little bit, like uh, you know, there's uh, I don't people are Circa uses Deck Prism, uh, which is a, a trading company run by a couple of sharp guys. So yep. you can kind of see some differences in the market um, at what bookmakers using, what Pinnacles using, what Circa's using versus what like a FanDuel, a DraftKings, a WinBet, and all that these are using. So you can kind of shot you know when you've got the time uh, to kind of look at some disparities in that between what's being offered. So yeah, I like uh, I like getting involved with a little live the bowl season. And as you said, like sometimes you can just see it early or, or some of the schematic stuff uh, more so than the regular season where if a team doesn't want to be there or they, they're, you know, uh, uh, you're getting a surprise, you know, a QB2 comes in the game early. They want to play some younger guys. So some more crazy stuff can kind of happen in these rando bowls. And also, I mean, there's a lot of, there's more, look, I like to think that I have price uncertainty, but there's still some uncertainty on my end. Hell, a lot of these kids I haven't seen. I mean, nobody's seen them. This will be yep. some of their first action. Hell, I don't know. I was, I've been, I haven't been in practice. So, uh, there's a little bit of that too, where you, you kind of want to see a couple possessions. There's going to be a lot of that this bowl season. I mean, they're going deep into the rosters. Speaking of deep into the rosters, might as well hit, hit this one. Uh, early start time for this one, at least for me, eight o'clock. I got to be up uh, for the Fenway Bowl. You want to talk about uncertainty? You got a couple of interim coaches, a couple of backup quarterbacks. Looks like the play is the under. Weather looks like it's going to be a factor. Significant wind. Who Why is this game at 11 a.m.? Yeah, 11 a.m.? But, uh, but what, who, who scheduled that? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, why do I want to get up and go to Fenway in December, middle of December at 11 in the morning? Yeah, I, I don't expect a big crowd. So, uh, Under's been taking a ton of money the last, like, 24, 48 hours. That would be my lean here. I'm not going to give out a pick that's, you know, it's relatively low now. It's sitting at 41 and a half. You find maybe a – Willie Hill's got 42 and a half. I think that's probably worth the – uh, a pizza bet there. Uh, you got anything here? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of times it's okay to say that. And I'm a guy that's already made 50 plus bets in the bowl season. I, I don't know too much on this one. Yeah, this one, it's got more opt-outs than, than you would have thought just with the raw. I mean, I know a couple of yeah. the, you know, Cincinnati's best skill position players are out. Malik Cunningham obviously opted out. Um, a running back from Louisville's opted out. Uh, I've got to even see like a little bit more of the, just double check here of like, what guys on the two deep are in the portal for each side? Um, 
I, I don't, you've got so much disparity. I guess I'd lean, I, again, the, the people know if they watch the show, I wasn't the biggest Malik Cunningham guy in the world. Uh, I think their backup quarterback's a little bit better of a passer. Um, but if you're getting the weather here, is that going to affect the pat? You know, be a game where if it's going to be a, you know, somewhat of a wind rain type deal. Uh, yeah, so since he's best tight end opted out. Um, oh, if you're getting it, you know, then it'd be more of a Malik Cunningham game if the weather's going to be a factor as opposed to this. Um, I don't ha- I don't know. This is this is we just talked about the live betting. This is probably one. Take a look at the conditions in the first quarter. See, see what see who looks like they have a pulse here. Um and, you know, maybe, you know, get in uh, a little bit of live because I don't have much with where it's at currently. And I don't think the market's had a strong opinion here either. It's just been kind of trading one either side for a while. So, yeah, yeah I don't have anything uh, to, to really significant here um, other than, and, and, you know, the coach switch sides, uh, yeah. you know, on this. So, yeah, there's a lot of unknowns here that uh, are making me not want to have a significant interest here. Couldn't agree more. And obviously Satterfield, and very intriguing. Satterfield goes from Louisville to Cincinnati. Obviously he's going to recluse himself. You, you just don't go start coaching and giving the game plan away to Cincinnati. You just, I, you would hope he has values and morals, but may, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. All, all I do know is Louisville upgraded and has at head coach to say the least. with yeah. Rob. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that'll be a team I'm looking to maybe buy uh, next season, depending on how their transfer portal, but they got a good recruiting class coming in to say the least. Celebration Bowl, another FCS this, game. I'm fascinated. Dude. Like this is the one off the radar that I can't yeah. wait to discuss, just based on all the things going on around this game. Yeah. So Jackson State, NC Central. As we're doing this, and Jackson State's taking a little bit of money. I mean, I'll, I'll just give away my game plan. I'm gonna wait. Obviously, Dion's in the news. A lot of people are pro Jackson State uh, and, and all that. And I get it. They got a big talent disparity. I just don't know that how much focus Jackson State's putting into the game with uh, Dion recruiting, half his staff leaving, probably half the, the roster leaving to go to Colorado. I've seen this story before. Last year, Jackson State was clearly a superior team. They lost outright in the Celebration Bowl. I mean, Dion's already come out and said they're going to smash this team. So I, <laughs> my power ranks say it should be 16. I'm going to let the market hopefully bet it up 17 or more. I'm going to end up betting NC Central. What say you? Yeah, this is one. If like if this was a regular season game, uh, I, I would actually tend to to lean Jackson State here. Okay. Some of the guys I work with, uh, you know, numbers wise, uh, you know, think this just on the raw number, it's a bit short. But as you're saying, like half the team, as soon as this game wraps up, is gonna like board a flight and go to Boulder. Like the quarterback, <laughs> his son, his coach, like half the staff, like a couple of transfer. I know the the big five star they had. So like the the, the team is just gonna all leave. North Carolina Central too is also like had some insane results this year. They beat New Hampshire by three scores, who was a playoff team. They lost to South Carolina State, who's absolutely terrible. So yeah. I, I don't I, I know there's like yeah, as you said, there's gonna be a even a bigger talent disparity here than, than last year with who Jackson State has. Um but I, I don't even know how to put a put a number on this when you when you've got like the you know most of the program walking out the door as soon as it's over. Um I, I was surprised I thought like for sure when he was taking the job and they were already at Colorado like most of these guys wouldn't even play in this game, but apparently everyone's well, everyone's going. Um, so we'll see here. I don't know. I don't have a bet on it. Uh, I, again, this one a little bit like Louisville, Cincinnati, just a ton of different factors. It's interesting to talk about, but I don't have much uh, in, in terms of in terms of a play so far. Fair enough. We're going to hear a lot of that this bull season. Uh, let's talk another game where there's a ton of opt outs, at least on one side. Florida, Oregon State. That I might try and actually go to this game. We'll see. Uh, I say that it's all good in theory, and then I wake up on Saturday and be like, "Yeah, I don't think I'm going." Uh, Florida, Oregon State, uh, Oregon State's taking a ton of money. Although it got to about 11, and then we started seeing the buyback on Florida a little bit. Anthony Richardson's out. I don't think that much of Anthony Richardson, to be honest with you. I think if Jack Miller's healthy, he hasn't been most of the season with that thumb injury. I actually think he could be a better passing quarterback than Anthony Richardson. Again, not saying much. Uh, once it got to 11, I agreed with that market move on Florida. So put me down here. Ten and a halfs are still widely available. I, 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 that's my preferred position here at Florida plus ten and a half. No, I'm with you. We are uh, aligned there. I know uh, you know friend of the show tailgate ten also liked this once it got over ten. I I can't can't get to the the, the number. I know the Richardson move. I, I agree. Think it was a little aggressive in terms of how much um, it got away from him. I mean, it's two teams. Like, 
I think the matchup actually is is not bad for for Florida. I mean, it's an Oregon okay. State team that what you know what do they want to do? They're going to have the same you know similar game plan to Florida here. Both teams like to run the ball. Um, it, it, it's just not a you know a, a beef team that that I, I love laying this kind of number. You know when they're going up against you know maybe some peasant you know Colorado or Arizona or something where they can just run all over them. And again, Florida's defense hasn't been great, but. Um, it, it's still going to be, you know, markedly better than, than a lot of the bottom of the basement Pac-12 defenses. So, yeah, I, I, I think now the the number two high, uh, you know, if, if anything, I mean, I don't know. Anthony Richardson, uh, we with, the, you know, lacking the passing efficiency in that. Um, I, and again, some of it, just him in general, uh, you know, his overall, you know, focus and leadership um, of, of what he's been at Florida, I, I wasn't the, the biggest fan of either, so... I think if you get a you know a locked in Florida team here, which, which you never know, but I think that then just raw number too high here. So I got to I agree, ten and a half or better worth the play. Yeah, even with a dozen plus guys for Florida out, I mean it's still SEC team getting double digits against a Pac-12 team, a Pac-12 team that I get it. I like Jonathan Smith, I mean, you know, borderline love Jonathan Smith. I think he's super underrated. I mean, ten and two against the spread this year, Oregon State. They're vastly underrated, but you know. It's still Gabranson at quarterback. I mean, who they don't trust that much. Uh, just you can't. I can't get double digits here with a Pac-12 team. So agreement there. We'll save that in the holster. Maybe that's the best bet on this show. We'll save it. Let's talk another game out here on the, the West Coast. Uh, the LA Bowl, Fresno State, Washington State. A lot of money on Fresno State for a variety of reasons. Number one, Jay Gaynor's going to play. He, they're kind. He's kind of all in on this game. One last opportunity uh, to, to, to beat, you know, a name program, at least out of the Pac-12, Washington State. I expect Fresno State to have the fans travel there. Uh, Washington State's got three of their top four wide receivers out. Their defensive coordinators out. A couple defensive players out. So I am part of the Fresno State train here. I'm guessing you are as well. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, but th- this is one that, you know, like, I, you know, I was on Fresno State at, at earlier number at pick. Uh, even played a little minus one. Now that it's gotten a three, that was kind of like uh, the the stopping point here where um, I, I still think, he, you know, like he, this is one that's tough for me to, to you know, even advise now that, that we're across the three here, even like, you know, laying a field goal. Because, I mean, if this game was played in these two teams, you know, regular season, full go, uh, would obviously have Washington State favorite. So obviously you factor the portal opt-outs in that and, and Hayner being healthy when he wasn't most of the year. Um so, so, again, agree with the move, but at current, I, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be on Fresno anymore. Uh, are you, would you still be a buyer at three? Because I, I, would, I would not be. I think it's about right now. Uh, no. I, I mean, pizza bet. <laughs> again, I guess that's a theme of the show. It's going to be because a lot – I mean, these markets move so quickly, and, I mean, if you're not to it – I mean, numbers do eventually matter, especially when they're moving as significant as some of these bowl games. So – I'd still lean that way, believe it or not. Uh, I went back last year. I thought this was intriguing. Uh, there were 17 sides that moved three points or more during the bowl season last year. If you bet on close, so you just chase this team. Ah, somebody knows something. You went 13-4. and four. That's okay. not bad. So that just goes to show you the market knew something and that something was right in the fact that the team just didn't show up. And I mean, it just it shows an opt-out. It's just not motivation. It's I mean, literally, players don't show up. They opt out. So that's something to keep an eye on. I, I mean, I need more of a sample size data points for that, but that was something. Uh, looking in the chat here. Oh, Florida's quarterback now with no Richardson. It's Jack Miller. He's a four-star kid. He's originally at Ohio State. He's just He would be the backup, but he had a thumb injury to start the year. And, uh, you know, people are labeling him as a third string. Again, why I think there's maybe some hidden value here on Florida. Uh, we won't discuss what the backup did, but my goodness. What a bum, uh, to say the least. Uh, let's look at another bowl game. This one, I don't have to question the motivation. I think both teams are very excited to be here. Uh, let's go to Lending Tree Bowl. Rice, Southern Miss. Southern Miss favored by six and a half. I certainly lean Southern Miss here. I like them. I want to see what uh, Kanish says about it. But I just think this is a team that's and a program that's undervalued. I mean, 10 different guys took a snap under center last year, five different this year. I just like the culture there. They haven't quit. I thought that, you know, some of their finals are a little bit better than, than expected, including the game we just won and covered with them uh, in the last performance, uh, that clinch ball eligibility for them. I thought they are a little bit more dominant than the final indicated. 
So I did bet Southern Miss here. I think anything under a touchdown is worth a bet. What say you? Nope, we're aligned on this one. Uh, I agree. I thought when the Southern Miss QB change going to the Trey Lokid, uh, it, it, I don't think the market caught up with with the improvement that Southern Miss made there. I thought they were it's a little bit of bad variance the other in the year. Have you th- seen anything on – this is the one I want, the Frank Gore Jr. on if he's for sure playing in Ooh, this game. I'll look at that right now. You got, okay. You're scaring me. No, because that I just wanted to make you know that was I hadn't seen any update. Um, but he's the one that it, that if there was going to be somebody from Southern Miss, obviously a key player that that went out there that um that was one that uh you know I, I wanted to to check on. But I agree. Assume he plays. I, I agree. Blake Southern Miss here. We played him a lot down the stretch. Uh, last few games of the the, the season, think they were undervalued. Think they bumped up at their QB play and. I don't think Rice is any good. I mean, Rice is, you know, you're buying a team that was playing, you know, played a little bit over their head early in the season, uh, yeah. and has kind of slid back here down down the stretch. Uh, so I think Southern Miss more talented team, definitely on paper, um, and uh, and I just I think they were a little undervalued, to, you know, to end the year. We're playing some really good ball, and it's a game that, as you said, motivations and opt outs. You know, this is one of them that that shouldn't be too much of a factor here on either side. So yeah, like Southern Miss under a touchdown. We'll holster that one. That might be the best bet. I like talking with you, though. We can talk some of these out. Uh, let's go to another bowl game. A lot of uncertainty here. A lot of market movement. BYU-SMU. Uh, they're in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Breaking today, Jaron Hall looks like he's not going to play. Although I think the market was kind of tipping their hand. ton of money on the under. ton of money on SMU. Continues to be the case here. Total, oh, I, I hate to even admit this, 74 is what I got on the total. That was on the, uh, the opening day of bowl betting, but uh, uh, I just thought that was way too high for, for, for a bowl game of this magnitude. Uh, SMU's got some opt-outs, including, you know, the outstanding wide receiver, Rice. Uh, that, that's not going to play. I took a bad number, actually, with BYU. I, I didn't think you'd go any higher, but it, it certainly has. We'll see how high it continues to go. Anxious to hear your thoughts here. Four and a half at some spots here, SMU's favored by. Yeah, I, I – I'm surprised it's it's steamed all the way to this point here, uh, and it's one as you said. You know, I'm not you like with a, still a lot of uncertainty. Am I, you know, jumping on the train track to to you know fade the steam at this point yet? No, I haven't gotten there. But I, I thought, as you said, with, with Rice I opting out, I'm and right now. yeah, I was going <laughs> to say is that five and a half because I didn't see five and a half on Don Best, but is that five? No, and a half I think it's five and a half on Don Best. But let's look. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I can't. I I just think it's it's a bit of an overreaction here. I don't think Jaron Hall's you know particularly had a, had a very good season to be honest with you uh, uh, at BYU. And again, it's a BYU team that was underwhelming for most of the year. Had some disappointing results, but you counteract that SMU's SMU is one of those offenses that I don't like to play on in bowl games. Uh, it's it's not. I guess I wouldn't call it a true air raid, um, but. It's not one where I, you know, I love these teams, that, and especially now you're you're without your best skill player that that I thought was one of those uh, guys that was so key to what they do. Not not easily replaceable on the roster. Uh, definitely, I think I worth worth something to the spread there. So now that it's gone all the way here, to be honest with you, I, I agree. I'll just be sitting here. I haven't fired on it yet, but it'll be BYU or nothing. Um, I don't, regardless of who plays quarterback for BYU, they're they're at this number. There's no chance I'm, I'm laying it in SMU at this point. So uh, it'll be a, yeah, sit in the weeds here and see how, how good this goes, see if I can buy the top on BYU. The old sponsor, Circus Sports, is at four. I checked. Because five and a half, I probably would have bet more on BYU. I just – and let's be honest. We give uh, Zach a shout-out, and this is what he does to us on the screen. So, yeah, yeah you know, that, that'll teach us to get you sauce him up here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Steven Robinson in the chat. He's right. Sataki is not officially ruled out, Jaron Hall. He just hasn't been practicing. So keep an eye on that. There's still a possibility he gets uh, ruled into this game. So, And obviously that would move back the other direction. So I think BYU, this is in the weeds, something uh, to, to maybe pocket and jot down for next year. I think BYU made an amazing hire defense coordinator, getting the Weber State head coach. Uh, that, that's something that that program needed. And I keep an eye on that for next year as they transition towards the Big 12. That was a really good hire for Sataki, who I'm not a big fan of. I think the, the market likes Sataki at least more than I do. Uh, your, any thoughts on that one? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I like that. We were hire a lot. Uh, you yeah. kind of get the – Why you know, he that, took the job? 
Yeah, the, I, I agree. The, the Utah recruiting ties too. Uh, you know, some of the you know be able to keep that going. So I, because I mean, some of the talent on BYU is uh, like a little, little bit of a drop off yeah. lately uh, in terms of what they're putting on the rod, especially defending. You know, like this is a team that always had you know strong run defense. You know, was able up front. Uh, you know, guy got me half their teams. You know, thirty or whatever. You know, after the Mormon, but. They were bad this year on Divas, so I agree. That was that's a nice hire. He's you know, Sataki's made a couple of uh rough hires, but he's adapted and at least uh not just, you know, gone down with the uh, in flames with these guys. So yeah, that'll be a good one. Be interesting, uh potentially as a play on team next year. We'll see. Big twelve schedule. I mean, there is a ton of conference realignment. You and I were texting back and forth talking about conference USA. The American has a ton of new people and it's going to be a fun off season, to say the least, when it comes to college football. A lot of I would not want to be dropping conference. I'm an odds maker having to make conference futures next year with all yeah. the movement. So uh, hopefully we can take advantage of that because uh, that is going to be nuts. You know we will. We are going to take advantage I am really looking forward to that. Uh, let's move on to the last bowl game for Saturday. Boise State, North Texas. North Texas interim coach. A lot of money on Boise State. I'm a part of it. I laid eight. I laid seven and a half. I laid eight, eight and a half, nine, all the way up to 10. Uh, 11 is high as Circus Sports, at least what Don Best says here. I don't know what Zach Street says on Circus Sports. I mean, it, it feels like it's uh, something from 10 days ago, but uh, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> for me, it's simple. I mean, it's not the greatest of number right now, but I mean, I'm in the position where maybe five years ago, do I want to play on or against interims? Does he have a shot at the full-time gig? I don't know. Is the team excited? Now my philosophy is basically simple. I just want to fade the interim coaches in bowl season. I just think it's more likely players opt out. They're not locked in. It's substitute teacher effect. Most of these guys have zero chance of getting a full-time gig. So uh, anxious to hear your thoughts on this one. Yeah, you know, I, I, I and again, I don't like to get too, uh, you know, get wrapped up into one result. But, you know, watching that UTSA game and seeing North Texas just get absolutely bodied uh, up front yep. that game Good on point. both sides. Um, and it's a Boise State team that I, I think, you know, would be comparable uh, to, to UTSA in terms of, you know, their their trend strengths and that. Did I saw Austin Ani uh, declared for the draft. Did he opt out of this game officially? He's going to play, I thought. Okay, okay. Because yep. I, I saw he declared for the – I mean, it's 29. So, I, I figured if, this, if you're going to play, if you're going to go <laughs> to the NFL, this is probably the last – you know, you're older than most uh, you know, starting quarterbacks. So, um, but uh, no, I, I would – I mean – you know, I'm gonna, uh, you know, Zach probably after screwing up the screen, he owes me a trip to Pro Line uh, to lay that eight and that juice eight and a half there uh, at Timmy Ho's. Uh, so that would be, but I, I think, I think honestly, ten or better here on Boise. Um, I a lot of North Texas and what they do in terms of running the ball, and I think Boise, it's just a good matchup for them. Again, ten is is a throw, but I think they should be able to run it down North Texas to throw, and on the other side, uh, have the, have the front to to stop the run. So. Good matchup for Boise. I think I like their their style of offense again in bowl games. So, yeah, I think you're on the right side there. Uh, and 10 or better, still worth a smaller play. Yeah, and obviously Boise State, a different team down the stretch compared to what they were the four, first four weeks with the coordinator change, quarterback change. And, look, you and I faded against them in my last championship game, but that wasn't a dominating win for Fresno State. There was some fluky stuff early that got us to lead there. So, I clearly, superior team. And I'm glad you brought up that UTSA game. And I don't think it is an overreaction, just one game. A lot of times you don't get a chance to watch a lot of these games isolated. And, and how many teams are caliber of Boise State and Conference USA? Maybe a couple, UAB, as far as athletes go, and UTSA. So I think that's actually a pretty good data point for, for uh, North Texas, at least to compare uh, what they're going to be up against. So excellent point by you. Not that you don't make many of them. Just saying. Yeah, very, yeah, yeah, don't shortchange me there. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Let's get to one more before we open it up because you and I will be talking next Monday, but uh, not in time for this one. Connecticut Marshall. Got Marshall favored. Throw out the record books, baby. Yeah. I think we – I might have been in college last time that UConn was win bowling. I think Bob Diaco was the head coach. I'm going to – I think they – correct me if – I'm not even going to Google this. They played Marshall, I believe, honestly, in a bowl game. I think they lost like 13 to 10. That's just me going off script. Uh, I'm going to have to look that up. I was going to say, now I can't uh, not look it up. Yeah, that's the last time. I think it was like 2015, 2016, Connecticut bowl game. 13 to 10, I want to say they lost to Marshall. 
not going to be 13 to 10. In fact, I think Marshall's the right side here. I think Connecticut's fired up. I think they'll play their A game. I really like what Jim Moore Jr.'s doing. I just think Marshall's clearly far superior here. I'm not sure Marshall's that fired up. I just think that they're overwhelmingly the better team. And as good as Connecticut was down the stretch, the box scores weren't that good in a lot of their games. They were outgained by Massachusetts, outgained by FIU, despite winning both those games by double digits. I, I just think they get outclassed here. I, I bet Marshall minus nine and a half still lean that way at 10. 2015 St. Petersburg Bowl, 16-10 Marshall. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, at, it's, it's, at, at the Trop in St. Pete, at, yeah. at the Rays Old State. I mean, well, I can't, there must have been at least 60, 70 people in attendance for that one. So, uh, yeah, that, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that they don't still play it there. Uh, but now now in con, the Myrtle Bowl now, um, I kind of, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, I, I just, you know. UConn, obviously, Jim Mora, fantastic, what he did for the. I mean, even with the injuries they had, we talked about it a few times yeah. during the year, like, I'm going to keep players going out. Now, I, I mean, they, I think you're, they're, this is a little uh, over their head. Again, and Marshall, another team, I've talked, you've said it four times on the show, like, again, like the running style, physical style in bowl teams and their offense, that's kind of what Marshall does well. They've got a good defense, um, probably one of the more talented teams that UConn's seen all year, so... Yeah, and, you know, you've got a UConn team that, it, I mean, they were so good against the spread this year that that I think now you're, I mean, the market having to adjust it a bit to, to have them, uh, you know, more down around 10, you know, even some 9.5 pop for a minute. So, yeah, I, I lean Marshall as well here. Um, and, I got four, you know, unless there, whenever there's bowl games, uh, you know, in the, that are, you know, 40, 41, uh, unless I have a good, like the Fenway Bowl we're talking about with, you know, the could be some brutal weather. This should be one, as long as there's not, it's not too windy uh, in Conway. I'm actually, I'll probably end up playing a little bit over here. I agree with that. Rule of thumb, this is generally speaking, early bowl games over, later the bowl games may be under. Uh, obviously, the offensive driven timing and whatnot, when you're off three, four weeks, a little bit different than when you're off, a week or two so uh yeah i agree with that uh <laughs> steven robinson in the chat bob diaco came up i did not know he did this came up with the idea to show football games on nickelodeon uh for kids he is an interesting character to say the least bob diaco uh he came that up was, they had the slime the slime i remember that first nickelodeon broadcast the, yeah. the slime on the field was uh hey i mean I, it got me to tune in he also came up with the trophy between connecticut and ucf uh the conflict trophy uh, that UCF won one year and just left it on the field. <laughs> they thought of that. So <laughs> interesting guy to say the least, uh, Bob Diaco. Let's uh, take it. That's going back a few years. Uh, let's get to bat. Let's talk best bet before we open up to the other bowl games. I think we need, we deserve to give the audience a best bet, at least for these, you know, first 10 bowl games. What is our best bet? Is it, is it Southern Miss? Yeah, let's go uh, with the uh, the Golden Eagles, baby. I'll go a little Southern Miss there. I think that's uh, after the current number. I think that's uh, my favorite one left on the board there. I agree. Southern Miss, minus six and a half. You can put us down for that one. Pro line's beautiful, five and a half. Uh, but, uh, yeah, six and a half I think is good there. Yeah, I don't see any other sixes anywhere. Pro line, I can't wait to move back to – Southeast Michigan. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, pick you up and head across, uh, hit the tunnel, and uh, you know, be be you know, walking around Canada there. Uh, two, I wanted to ask you on. Um, yeah. One that I played actually earlier today. Uh, it got steamed this morning, but um, I, I played and it hung around there even after the Kincaid news. I played Penn yeah. State plus three. Uh, actually, pretty big. Um, yep. To be honest, with you, I think they should be favored in this game. Uh, I agree. I like. I'm say making a best bet. I think they could close favorite favorite here. I agree. I'm, I'm still fine with two and a half. So yeah, yeah I'm fine I with mean, two and a half. I wouldn't have bet so. obviously as big as the three that I bet, but I like three, two and a half. Uh, I like. I think Penn State is a and with all the you know we've seen enough of the portal where I feel you know would feel comfortable that who the guys who are going now or, or haven't hit yet will will likely play. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I think Penn State is the better team. Should be favored in this game. Would be surprised if it doesn't close pick at worst agree best bet penn state couldn't, couldn't have said it better uh penn state's had a couple opt-outs but i think the opt-outs for utah mean more to a team penn state's out recruited utah significantly last i checked you, nick was like, gonna play no i mean they had the one kid that you played like their skill talent like kincaid was a game you know in like 
in some of the games this year, he's getting like 15, 18 targets. Like he yeah. was a guy who they just leaned on. And I, I know you normally don't want adjust for a tight end as much, but um, he's worth a half point at least. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like he, he was such a key cog of their offense. And now, I mean, I think Penn State had a phenomenal year outside of, you know, getting trucked by Michigan and Ohio State, who are two of the, you know, three, four best really, teams. just the Michigan like, game was a Yeah, best. right. Even they outplayed played Ohio State for a majority of that game. So I, I think, you know, like, it's one of those, you, you you don't get a ton of credit when you lose those two games, but I thought they were a great team this year. So, I mean, it, one bad game and a lot of uh, a lot of great efforts for the most part. So, yeah, I, I think it's the better team here. So I, I like that one quite a bit. Uh, no disagreement here. I, I love that play. I know. And just to prove, yeah, I, my biggest bet's at three, but I was stunned at the original before even the opt-outs uh, for Utah. I, I was still liking Penn State with a plus number beside them, and I was stunned the market was moving against me. I, I did not understand that whatsoever, other than, y'all, Parker Washington and Joey Porter. I mean, again, Penn State's deeper than Utah. And I yeah. think Utah will be fired up to play, but I, I also think Penn State will be fired up playing the Rose Bowl. Uh, any other games? The other one I wanted to, so, and this is one we talked about on the first show with South Carolina, uh, liking that that number's come way down. Yep. Interesting to note, like, it looks like uh, Travis Buckner is is practicing. Marcus Freeman says they might split time. Um, I I, I thought, and are we, uh, like, South Carolina, I don't think they were, they had their tight end, um, good tight end opt out. Spencer Rattler, by all indications, seemed like, I had heard a little, like, there was some Devin Leary buzz to South Carolina going around. So, like, yeah. I, I, I mean, is he, are you any, hearing anything about Rattler? Like, he's going to, I just assumed he was for sure going to play in this game. He is going to play. I, let me say this. And I'm not saying this because you're on the show with me, uh, but really, really sharp. Not that I'm, like, the end all. But I just got, literally got done telling somebody, like, you know me, I'm an Notre Dame fan, but I'm like, if, when it comes to betting, I am so I am so negative and anti. I am as pessimistic as anybody about Notre Dame. And I had bet South Carolina uh, plus five and a half, plus four and a half in the game. But I just got done texting him. I was like, hey, keep an eye on Notre Dame against South Carolina. You mentioned the Rattler thing. I was stunned that they're looking at Leary type of thing. My understanding is Rattler's going to play. But I'll tell you who's not playing. Marshawn Lloyd, their leading rusher. Their second leading rusher, Jaheim Bell who's like their all-utility everything guy. He also plays tight end for them. Uh, he's one of their top receivers as well. Stogner at the tight end. He's going back to Oklahoma. Offense coordinator is not there. He's going to Nebraska. What the hell is going on in South Carolina? For a team that is should be at the ultimate high coming off the, the end of the season, beating Tennessee and Clemson, I mean, they, they have guys declaring early for the pros, starters hitting the transfer portal. I don't think a lot of this is priced in. Michael Mayer out, Foskey out. It's priced into this line. That's why South Carolina is taking money. But I don't think the defections for South Carolina are priced in. So, I mean, this is in the weeds a little bit. I haven't played back Notre Dame, but I think when it's all said and done, I think Notre Dame's a really sharp bet when it's all said and done. Because I'm here to tell you, Buckner's an upgrade over Drew Pine. He is. If he's healthy, I got to I gotta watch practice reports a little bit more. <laughs> he's better yeah, than that- Drew Pine. I was waiting to see, like, you know, and that's what kind of what I was waiting for is like, okay, is he is he going to start this game or is he just going to get a few drops? I mean, obviously not playing. I think everything I've read, he's going to start. And, and as I agree, like, I all of that, you know, we're like, you, you, I mean, we're making some assumptions when we're betting early and stuff on the bowl. Yeah. I did not expect most of this South Carolina movement in, in terms of guy for the pros for the portal. I, I thought they would be motivated for this game, bring yep. most of their team in. Um, and then as we're going here, it's like guys are, are portaling out, they're hitting the draft. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously not as uh, bullish on South Carolina as we were uh, at least for last show. Um, and then kind of, as you said, was keeping an eye on there on what, you know, on what the, the quarterback situation was for Notre Dame. Cause it, even even if uh, I, I'm not like if it's going to be that true freshman who hasn't played at all, I, I still wouldn't bet. Like that'd be to yeah, me. Yeah, I agree. Like, I'm not betting it if it's him, <laughs> yeah. If it's that, that kid who, who was a low you know lower recruit that hasn't played a snap, uh, that I'm probably you know not playing back. But yeah, yeah, I think keeping an eye on this one is definitely something uh, to monitor. Yeah, it's something that will we'll, obviously this won't be the last time we talk before that game, but you know. Keep an eye. I'll, I'll be keeping an eye if I, I'm here because I just heard. I mean, 
this is in the weeds, and I'm sure people ain't listening for a Notre Dame breakdown, but Tommy Reese said that Buckner just had his best practice in several years since uh, he's been there, and that was just the last practice on Sunday. So definitely keep an eye on that. Uh, hit, hit, wink, wink. I, I'm looking. I, I just need, I need a little bit more information, and I'm not a guy that's very pro-Notre Dame. It takes a lot for me to bet Notre Dame, but they might end up being the right side here. Uh, any other games really catching your eye? Obviously, Drake May. Uh, is he leaving? Is he not? That moved a little bit. Uh, a lot Who's of guys. Right there, like he, he's staying, but the rest of the team, like they're both yeah. their all ACC core. The only two good players they had on defense are gone. Uh, Josh Downs is gone. So I agree. Some uh, I got asked uh, uh, last week on Friday show whether the fourteen was high, and I'm like. I just don't want to back UNC here. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. I, I just don't want any. I know that I do. I agree. I think the numbers a little flip, but I, I don't want. I think this is one that you, you could see just getting them absolutely run out. So uh, if you haven't laid Oregon yet, I'm not running to you know lay 14. But at the same time, I don't know if there's a UNC number that that I'm looking to back them in this game. I, I think it just could be a burial. Agree. Uh, in the chat, uh, Holt, how'd y'all digest the McCall news today? Not ideal. Because uh, <laughs> they got announced and Willie Hill still had 11 and everybody else was at 13 and a half. So I laid 11. Thought, yeah, I mean, burial, East Carolina. And then 15, 20 minutes later, always playing. I mean, McCall's like one of the most valuable players in college football. So not an ideal, not my best uh, moment there. I, I got an East Carolina ticket. Minus 11, and I thought it was great. And I, I didn't get back to it when, when it came back down. So uh, I'm in bad spot there. What'd you do? Uh, you know what? We had some, uh, honestly, when we were taping, if you watched the last show we did, actually bet some East, East Carolina, like as uh, yeah. Circa was opening, and so laid some some touchdown there. Uh, I'm just keeping it. I don't think this goal, I mean, I know Coastal's going to go. I fear. Uh, there's some rumors that uh, from a guy who uh, I you know I bet with that that's pretty in at Coastal that he got offered a, a a big sum there and to actually come back for one more he didn't get some uh, didn't get a, a particularly good draft grade so he I okay. think he's gonna actually take uh, take the NIL bag to go to one of the the Power Five programs uh, so we're kind of keeping an eye on on which one I know Florida's been been in the in the market for. For a transfer QB, uh, so that could be one spot. Uh, and I know the, the people at Auburn are uh, are needing another QB as well. So yep. those could be a couple spots to look out for. Um, but I'm not. Uh, again, it'd be one that I I don't want to back Coastal here. Uh, and again, I know Holton Allers has you know made me want to jump off a bridge at least a half dozen times in his career at East Carolina. But um, I I just I don't think. And I know as you said, McCall, super valuable to the team. It'd be a game that, like, I would love laying East Carolina if he wasn't playing. I, I just still, I think there's too many. A couple other players from Coastal uh, have already hit the portal, uh, including their, their best pass rusher. So it's it's a pass for me uh, on this one. To be honest with you, if it got back to a touchdown, I'd probably bet some more East Carolina. Don't disagree uh, with that. Again, I'm in a situation where, I am very skeptical uh, skeptical of anybody uh, with an interim coach. I just, I'm not sure how locked in these kids are, uh, even if McCall plays. Again, how healthy is he? He didn't look exactly. necessarily 100%. He was not right versus Troy, and they got buried. Yeah, so, and the market was wrong there, uh, big time. Uh, th- let me ask you this, though, about East Carolina. Was there any concern? Because, I mean, they got crushed by Houston. And then three or four of the sharpest guys I know in the markets – were against them in the Temple game, and that they all proved to be, you know, majorly correct in that one. They almost lost outright in that game. Any concerns there? Did you, I haven't gotten to it yet. A deep dived. Was there a reason why the market was so anti East Carolina in that final game? I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't have, you know, uh, a, a play in that one, but I agree with that. Obviously, you know, noticing the, you know, the big market move there, so. I'm, I was at, you can ask me, do I have a lot of confidence in holding the others in East Carolina? No, yeah. I don't. I've, I've got four years of data that, that uh, says I'm not very confident in this one. So uh, it would be more of a, just a, you know, a coastal fade for me for, for an East Carolina team that I, I, as much as I hate to admit was, you know, better defensively this year. Uh, and, you know, I think is have the, obviously the healthier quarterback in the, at least in that, but no, uh, I mean, I get, I mean, I, I will say, yeah, at least you'd be, if, Anything that that data point there with the with the market move would would keep me off, uh, you know, d- double dipping into more East Carolina. But um, yeah, I don't. I just 
again, not going to have too much of a, you know, there's just not a lot with the Coastal team I left, other than obviously with the McCall last last dance that, that I like about them. Fair enough. Uh, Steven Robinson in the chat, on a bet like South Carolina plus four and a half, playback Notre Dame minus two. I, wait and see. I, I haven't bet Notre Dame yet. I'm Let's let's not talk ourselves out of a, some you know positive CLV because I mean it's crossed through three and we got some good bets so just a holding pattern. Uh, we'll tell you if it's go time for Notre Dame again. I need another week or so of practice. I, yeah, I, really I think some of those some that these... coach speak in the practice stuff can be yeah. like uh, you know like it, it can be a little like telling kind of people what they want to hear type as opposed to like you're getting good info because there's no real uh, motivation for them to give you the. The, the legit what's yeah, the reality. The, yeah. And look, while I think Buckner is an upgrade over Pine, I don't have a lot of faith in Buckner. I mean, he just can't. I mean, he can't come down a flight of stairs. He's out for the spring game because he sprained his foot coming down a flight of stairs. So I don't know how healthy. <laughs> he's not. He's not taking hits in practice either because I mean, obviously he hurt his shoulder. So I just need more info there. So don't play back Notre Dame yet. I'm just saying that when it's all said and done, Notre Dame might be the right side. Any other bets? I know, you know, best bets recapping from last week, we gave out LSU minus six and a half, and it went to seven within like a minute of us doing it. And then we kind of hinted, hey, Rob's gone. And then, I mean, now we're dealing with a line that's as high as 11. So I'm not playing Mac Purdue. I think we got a really good bet there. I'm feeling really good about that one. The other one I'm feeling good about is the total. We gave out uh, the USC two-lane game under. I think we're in good shape there. Uh, not no confirmation yet on Caleb Williams. I did mention I want to hit this Michael Pratt. I said possible transfer. You and I talked about this. I'm thinking it's most likely transfers after the bowl game. So he's going to probably play in the bowl game. But don't be a bit surprised, Michael Pratt. This is his last game at Tulane. Yeah, would uh, agree with that. I and you know what? Like we just talked about with Utah Penn State with LSU Purdue. Even with guys, uh, you know, opting to the draft for LSU. There's still 30 guys on LSU's roster that don't play that could start on Purdue's team. So, uh, you know, yeah. there's one little guy where, you know, I mean, I, I remember Ed O's last year when, like, literally half the team was injured or, like, not playing. There's guys coming off the bench that, that like, could start, like, you know, half of the Power 5 teams that you never even heard of. So I will never question LSU's roster depth uh, ever again with, with the people that they're able to get in down there. So, yeah, I think just massive talent disparity there. I agree with you. I'm not – there's no Purdue buyback for me. Uh, I think we're just in good there. Going to let that one ride. Um, again, got a good number on the total. Uh, I, again, this – Keep an eye on the Caleb. I'll just, I would be super surprised. I think they are, Lincoln Riley with his original, like, significant hamstring injury set the set the narrative um, for him not to play in this game. So, again, that'd be one, like, if Caleb Williams plays, then, yeah, you got to jump back on some, you know, I would take some over there. I don't think he's going to. I haven't heard anything uh, otherwise in terms oh, of. Oh, I have. I got a text from Hitman telling me that, you know, Caleb Williams retweeted something uh, that he's going to play. So I I bet USC. So thanks. <laughs> I have I I I I need a little more from that to uh to see that yeah. the, the, to the oh. USC side of things. Uh, you know, if like if we get some practice reports and he's in, then that obviously would be more bullish. Um, yeah. but if he does again, we talk about most valuable QB. I mean, you're going from oh, the Heisman yeah. winner to like a guy that's uh, really hasn't played any college football for a team that literally like needs him to throw for 500 yards and four touchdowns to win games uh so yeah i I think this is one where if he doesn't play tulane's gonna close fave if he does usc is gonna go back to to three or four so um a lot riding on that that uh update yeah steven robinson in the chat caleb said he's playing when talking to a bunch of kids at his foundation yeah that's the that's what i got from it, man. So I bet USC quite a bit. One of my biggest bets at Pitt. So uh, whatever. I mean, I look, I, I was telling somebody, I'm like, I fully expect to have, you know, be on both sides of a game on maybe half of these this bowl season. I mean, the news changes constantly. Yep. And we're just not, not just the players. Another thing we haven't talked about, I mean, you got to dive in to see who's going to be on the coaching staff. A lot of the coaches are gone. And you also got to dive in. We mentioned Grayson McCall. Reading the fine new, uh, the, the fine print 
Uh, just because someone's hitting the transfer portal, just because someone's declaring for the draft doesn't necessarily mean they're 100% not playing in the bowl game. So there's just a tremendous amount more work to be done. Thank God that there's, you know, 40 games over a three-week period and not 40 games in one week because it would be almost information overload, uh, overload at that point. But uh, unless you got anything else, that's pretty much going to do it for me. Penn State and Southern Miss would be our two best bets. Well, what else you got, Kanish? No, no, I think that's uh, that's good for me too. I will uh, will apologize to Zach now because that now that that SMU uh, or that BYU five and a half is available because uh, it just got whacked again there as we're, it as did. we're talking. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I uh, uh, you know maybe maybe Zach uh, has at the early feed. Uh, he's not he's not plugging yeah. us into that. Yeah, give us this. So uh, yeah, that one that one is keeps going. Uh, but at some point, um, I guess we'll. I, 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 I'm getting tempted, but I'll let it keep going. How much is Jaron Hall worth the points for? Are there other players out for BYU? Yeah, that's I, I don't know. Yeah, some of the the Mormons take their uh, you know uh, uh, you know bankroll up to Circa Colorado and uh, you know yeah. like <laughs> start getting down there with some info we don't. Because I agree with you, uh, Jaron Hall uh, is is not. Uh, is, I don't, I, I, it's a little bit of an overreaction for me unless there's things we don't know about, which could very well be uh, the case. We will dive into that further. Uh, not on this show, but uh, follow us on Twitter. Then uh, we might have some updated thoughts on that one. But speaking of, you mentioned Circa, and, and Zach maybe has some unbelievable feed that I don't <laughs> have for some reason. I'm on a delay, and he's got this feed that's five minutes ahead of me. That'd be something. Uh, for producer Zach Phillips, for the man, the myth, the legend himself, Joey Kanish, I'm Brad Powers. You have been watching Hit the Books on the Hammer Betting Network, powered by Circus Sports. You bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. It is Circus Sports. Experience those big app bet limits with the highest betting limits, better money line splits with the lowest hold percentage, best customer service, and more. Get your new bookie today at circusports.com. We'll talk to you guys next week. Woo!